ready to take a ride, grab your coffee, and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Good morning, Dr. Vells. How you doing? I'm doing well. God bless you, Brother Shannon. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Everybody, welcome aboard. We're continuing the marathon today. Uh, today is Tuesday, September 12th, 2023. We're honored to be back today with Dr. Deborah Vells. And Sister Vells, would you like to open us up in prayer? Yes, sir. <clears throat> Father God, we want to thank you, Lord, for this time and this day, Lord God. I just want to thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing. And thank you for your precious men, servants, handmaidens, Lord God. Thank you, Father, for the word that has already gone forth, Father, through your precious brother, through our brother and sister, Lord. We ask, God, that you continue to minister, Lord. And, Lord God, now that you take us further, Lord God, let the word go forth in power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that every demonic force is bound now, Lord God, and we have access and and freedom and liberty in you, Father God. So we thank you and we praise you for all things, Lord God. Let your perfect, complete, and whole will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Sister Vells, before you get started, for those that may be tuning in for the first time, tell us about yourself and your ministry and how they can contact you. All right. Well, Brother Shannon, um, I am Deborah Vales. I reside in Blackwell, Oklahoma. I've been in ministry for, uh, my God, this is the 41st year now. Wow. <laughs> and we thank God for it. And um, we have a ministry here, Set Free Outreach Ministries, and also our church, which is Deliverance Tabernacle Apostolic Center. And uh, I thank God for that. And we're in, like I said, Blackwell, Oklahoma here. And... Um, we do have a website, setfreeoutreachministries.org, if anyone would like to go there, find out more about uh, the ministry and what we're doing. The purpose of this work is to encourage men and women of God to embrace the call of God on their life and also preach the gospel of Jesus Christ as God called me to preach his gospel and to take it around the world. And so we're committed and submitted fully to Jesus and uh, we love the Lord Jesus Christ and my heart is to see men and women, boys and girls' lives changed by the power of God. So we thank God for it. We do have email as well, setfreeblackwell at gmail.com. If anyone would like to email us, uh, you can do that. Contact us to even find out more about the ministry. But it's such a blessing to be here, Brother Shannon, and be with you in fellowship. And I just thank God for it all. Amen. And likewise, it's awesome to be with you. Folks, invite a friend and uh, sit, uh, Sister Vells, the mic is yours. Take it away. Yes, sir. Well, today, Brother Shannon, I want to talk about a little bit about let love abide. And the love of Jesus comes in us as one of the fruit of the Spirit, which is love. But God's love is so vast, and we must walk in His love. We must understand really what that's all about. So we're going to try to uh, attempt to share a little bit about this today. The scripture I'm going to begin with is John chapter 15, verse 10. But before I go there, I just want to say this, that the first characteristic or the fruit of the Spirit, again, is love. And we as believers, we must allow the love of God to abide in us and in our hearts richly. 
Many times in our walk with God, things happen and we can get bitter if we're not careful. We can become angry and then God's love could be snuffed out because we may not want to love that one that may not love us or we may not want to treat one another right when we know we should based on things maybe that we've gone through. But one of the things we must do no matter what, we must let love abide. The world is looking for us to display the love of Jesus. We must let love abide in order to be effective in the body of Christ. And when we learn to abide in the love of God, we will see God's love displayed in our lives. And then people will be drawn to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Because that is really what it's all about. When we let our light shine before men, they see our good works, glorify the Father. And they say, you know what? I want what he has or I want what she has. And then we're able to share the Lord Jesus Christ. One of the things that's under attack, Brother Shannon, I believe, is our witness of Jesus. And through a lot of things that's going on, you know, sometimes people don't want to share about the Lord now. They're shy about it or they may feel, well, if I do this, I'm going to be persecuted or I could lose my job or, or you know, all of this. But even in the threat of that, we still have to stand and stand bold for Jesus Christ. There are many countries and even in America places now, they don't want you to even mention the name of Jesus. They don't want to hear anything about it. But guess what? This Bible is true and Jesus is true. He is real. He died on the cross that we might be free. And so we must not be ashamed of Jesus Christ. As Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. So we must let love abide and let Jesus reign in our lives. So the scripture says in John 15 and 10, if ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Now, this is how people are going to know if we love the Lord. Do you follow what he says? Do you obey what the Lord says? We must obey his word. We must heed his voice and abide in his love. Okay. The Amplified says that if you keep my commandments, if you continue to obey my instructions, <laughs> You shall abide in my love and live on in it, just as I have obeyed my father's commandments and live on in his love. So we must obey the instructions of the Lord when he corrects us in all these things. He gives us instructions on how to do things and we must follow his instructions exactly. That is what obedience is all about. So Jesus is letting us know how we can abide in his love by simply keeping his commandments. And the Bible says that his commandments, they're not grievous. They're not hard to bear. Even in the Old Testament, when God told Moses to 
you know, do different things and, and get the commands. And he went up into the mountain and he got all the instructions and commands for the people. Then he had to come back down and teach the people. And this is why we have teachers and preachers and, you know, uh, fivefold ministry, giftings, pastors and all, because God still wants us to be taught and he wants us to follow his word. God's word is true. Hallelujah. All right. Um, then the Bible says that, well, let me say this. Obedience brings positive results in our lives. Okay. When we follow on to know the Lord, when we are determined to walk in that obedience, it will bring positive results. There's no greater place to abide in, but in the love of God. Fellowshipping with God um, is powerful. Because it keeps us in tune with God and what he's doing and wanting to do in and through us. Now, we definitely want to stay in sync with him. We want to be able to hear his voice, heed his voice. All right. So we want to stay in tune. And this is very important when it comes to fellowshipping with God, communing with him daily. Uh, Brother Shannon, let me say we're in a powerful uh, revival time, a revival now. And, and on last night, is we spoke about the tabernacle and the importance of of each piece there and how God is drawing us back to him, drawing us back to a place with him. And so all this deals with fellowship. We must fellowship with him and we must understand that God has a place for us and we don't want the fire of God to wane in our lives. We don't want to become cold and callous. We want to stay uh, uh, in that, in that hot place with him. You know, we don't want to be lukewarm, you know. I think the Laodicean church was lukewarm. They weren't hot. They weren't cold. And if you're lukewarm, no one wants to drink tepid water that's, you know, not cold, not hot, just yuck, you know. <laughs> and so the Lord doesn't want us in that way with him. He wants a real fellowshipping relationship with us. So the word keep when we see in John 15 and 10, it says, keep my commandments if you keep them. That means to watch, to guard, to keep an eye on. The word of God is a fortress of protection for us. So in keeping the word of God, we're being protected. Now, isn't that something to know? That God will protect us when we're doing our part. When you do your part, guess what? God will do his. Okay? So, the word of God is a fortress of protection for us. So in keeping the word of God, we are being protected because not only that we're keeping his word, but he will keep us as a result when we hide ourselves in the word of God. Okay. The blood of Jesus protects us as we stay covered. So as we keep his word again, and we keep an eye on it. We guard it. We will abide in the Lord. We're to meditate on his word daily. Hallelujah. As, as it is, I believe, in Joshua. We're to meditate on it, to contemplate, to think about it. Oh, my. And then allow the Lord to take it further in us, that it will become a part of us. So we're to, according to Genesis 18 and 19, we're to keep the way of the Lord, to do justice and judgment that the Lord may fulfill his word. So when we keep God's word, oh my, God will fulfill those things that he has said he would do. 
He is faithful. You know, relationship is a two-way street. So fellowshipping with God is not just one way. It's a two-way street. Glory to God. When you abide in him. And this is what we talked about a little last night. Abiding in God and really, really coming under that covenant with him. And getting in that secret place with the Lord. And just visiting with him. Just sitting and abiding. So there are things that we have not received because we've not obeyed the commands of the Lord. So sometimes we're waiting on things, waiting on promises, waiting on God to open this door, waiting on him to give directives on this or that, whatever it is. But disobedience sometimes can halt our process and halt our walk and hinder our walk. And God doesn't want us to be hindered. It's one thing to be at a stoplight because that's where you're to be and you're maybe going to go straight, Maybe you're going to turn right. Maybe you're going to turn left. But because of the stoplight, you have to pause. Many times in our walks with God, he'll tell us to pause. But that doesn't mean there's anything wrong. It's because of the the direction we're taking. Now, but disobedience can halt you and you could have momentum going. But all of a sudden, you're stopped. You get stuck. You might regress. Things fall apart. Why? Because there's disobedience. Or we're not doing things the way God wants. Whatever it is, you want to get that corrected. Because God wants you to continue on in Him. And so it's it's vital. Alright? If you're not receiving, if all of a sudden your mind is blocked, And yes, sometimes the enemy can bring mind-blinding spirits and all of these things. We know he can do that or he'll try. Okay, so but when you're in an area where you should not be, it can hinder you greatly and you don't want to stay there. God will fulfill his word to us as we continue to keep his commandments. So, beloved, be quick to obey. Be quick to obey. All right. Now, I want to read a few scriptures. We're going to go over to Deuteronomy if you have your Bibles. Deuteronomy chapter 10. And we're going to read verses 12 and 13. Deuteronomy chapter 10. All right. Verses 12 and 13. Glory to God. It says here, And now, Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee? But to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Verse 13, To keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee, This day for thy good. You see, it's a benefit in loving God, in serving him, in keeping his commandments, his statutes, all of this for our good. All right. Go on over now to Deuteronomy 11 and let's read verses 26 through 28. Deuteronomy 11 
verses 26 through 28, it says, Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. A blessing if ye, if ye obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day. Now listen to verse 28. It says, And a curse if ye will not obey the commandments of the Lord your God. But turn aside out of the way which I command you this day to go after other gods which ye have not known. Now listen, we have a choice. We can walk in God's blessing, walk in all the goodness of God. We don't want to walk in a curse. We don't want a curse brought on our lives because of being disobedient and not following God or going off our own way. You know, getting into idol worship or getting into something God never allowed or wanted us to get into. It's important that we obey the Lord. Hallelujah. So, the word abide means to stay in a place of expectancy. Every day of the world you can expect God to do something. If he does nothing more than say, I love you, I'm with you. He will do, he will say, he will speak. Every day, live in the realm of expectancy from the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay? Also, it means to dwell. Abide means to dwell, to endure, to be present, to remain, and stand. And we know it's vital to stand in God. All of these wonderful things we have with the Lord. All right? And it's it's key to our relationship and our growth in in God. So part of our serving God calls for us to endure hardness as good soldiers, to endure trial, persecution. For in doing this, the word lets us know that we will reign with the Lord. The longer we abide in Jesus, the stronger we'll become. As we learn more about him and take on his characteristics, and his way of doing things. I'm learning. I'm learning that this is key. Not doing things in my own strength, my own way, my own uh, mindset, if you will, or even someone else's. But following God and getting his instructions. God will not allow us to abide in him and we're in sin. You can't have both. All right. One's going to dominate the other. So sin, if it's really running rampant now in your life, is what I'm saying. That's going to derail you. It's one thing to know that you're working out your salvation with fear and trembling. You're constantly letting the Lord deal with areas and things of this nature. But if that's not the case, you're going to regress. And he doesn't want us, God doesn't want us to regress. He wants us to progress in him. So he cannot go, remember this, God cannot go against his word. So we must be mindful of who God is and what he has said in his word concerning presenting our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, which is our reasonable service. So if we're going to present ourselves to God, we want to come clean. We want to come humble. Even if there's things in your life that you know should not be there, come on before the Lord. Be honest and open. God can do something with us when we are. 
Okay? So everything that Jesus did, guess what? He did it in love. He allowed the love of God to dwell richly in him. And he displayed his love for us when he became the ultimate sacrifice so that we may be connected to the Father through him. Jesus became the sacrifice because he died so that we might be free. So we must let God's love, God's love, abide in us richly. Thank you, Father. And Colossians 3.16 says it. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Okay, I'm going to read it one more time. This is the Amplified. It says, let the word spoken by Christ, the Messiah, have its home in your hearts and mind. Oh my, is God at home in you? Is he dwelling there? Oh, this is wonderful. And dwell in you in all its richness that as you As you teach and admonish and train one another in all insight and intelligence and wisdom in spiritual things. And as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody to God with his grace in your heart. Oh, my God desires to dwell in you richly in abundance. And this is a powerful, powerful thing to know. As God gives us wisdom and instruction, we in turn are able to share with others so that they may become fruitful and profit in the things of God. Now, God wants us all to prosper. Come on. He wants you to be able to share the word of the Lord, share your testimony with others so that they in tune, they too will accept Jesus Christ, will see a difference. They'll see the love of God and they will desire him. This is our prayer. Amen. Glory to God. Okay. So as God again gives us wisdom and instruction, we in turn are able to share with others so that they may become fruitful and profit in the things of God. We encourage you to edify one another. That means keep people built up. You don't want to be around people that are built up, that are encouraged, that are strengthened, that are comforted. Because, oh my, when you get a, get around folk like that, they got their eyes on God, got their view right. Oh my, the sky's the limit is what may happen. Because God, he ever lives. Jesus does, first of all. He ever lives to make intercession for us. So he's always standing up for you. Glory to God. He's going the bat for you. Come on now. Hallelujah. And everything the enemy tries to do, no, the Lord's going to take care of it. You take care of what God has told you to do, and God will take care of you. He's faithful. Okay? All right. Thank you, Lord. So we are to encourage one another, edify one another. In doing this, the body of Christ will become strong. And guess what? We'll do great exploits. Hallelujah. And this is another thing that's key, that we will go forth as one body, one voice, in one accord. And on the day of Pentecost, they were in one place. They had one mind. They were in one accord. And God came through and moved. So when we gather in one place, one mind, for the same purpose of the gospel, God cannot help but do that that we're calling him to do. 
And this is what God's looking for. He's looking for us as a body to really come together. And I believe that we are doing it already, and we will continue to do it in Jesus' mighty name. So what does the word love mean? Okay, it's affectionate or benevolent. We must have a heart to a heart uh, to obey the Lord, and we must willingly walk in God's love all the way. Okay, and I'm going to break down some other things about love in a minute. It means to care and seek the highest good of another person. Okay, you're putting yourself aside. Okay, but you're not going to be left there because God will take care. Okay. All right. Um, And God's love has no motives, no hidden agendas, no hidden motives, and it's not out for personal gain. When you see a person that's pure like that, they have no motives for any other thing other than to love Jesus. God will move miraculously in that person's life. Now, let's read a few scriptures here. We're going over to Romans chapter 5, verse 5. Romans chapter 5, verse number 5, it says this, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Okay, so even your hope, you don't have to, Go around shame, embarrassed. And I'm talking about standing for the Lord now. Hope makes you not ashamed. Okay? When God's love is in you, you're going to understand what God is doing. Maybe not everything. Maybe he won't tell you everything. He won't sometimes. But I'm telling you one thing he will do. He'll definitely give you peace. Okay? And you will not be confounded, confused, left, destitute. God don't do none of that, y'all. No, 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 no. He's he's not that kind of God. Okay? So let's go to one more scripture. Colossians 3 and 14. Colossians chapter 3, verse 14. It says, And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. That's completion. Okay? So this is saying that charity... Is a bond. Love. Okay. God's love the right way. God moves the fear out. He'll move all the reservation out. All the doubt out. Because doubt, unbelief, and fear keeps you from your potential. Okay. But God helps to work that in us. All right. Thank you, Jesus. And then Ephesians 5 and 2. I don't think I read this. It says, and walk in love. As Christ also had loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. When our prayers can go up to the Lord, hallelujah, sweet smelling savor. That's a fragrance from, from God, the presence of God. That comes really from being in God's presence permeating off of you. Okay, this is why it's so good to be in his presence, being able to tabernacle with him and not be afraid. Okay, so I want to spend the next moments here really breaking down the word, the divine word, or I'll say this agape, nine ingredients of divine love. Agape, okay, divine, okay, love, 
love that comes from God, but he imparts it to us. Okay, so no more walking according to the world's way. All right, uh, in fleshy way. That's not what we're talking about. This is how God will build some of these things we're going to talk about in us when we submit to him and we submit to his voice. Okay, the first one is patience. Okay, love. God's love is patient. Doesn't get in a hurry. There's some things, beloved, you can't get in a hurry about. You got to wait on the Lord. Okay, uh, suffers long Oh my, how many years have you been waiting on some things? How many years maybe have certain things been happening to you like, I'm done with it yesterday. But we're bearing long because God is working patience in you. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Then you believe, you hope, and you endure all things. God wants us to know we can endure. We can keep going. Hallelujah. He will lighten the load. Amen. He'll give you how to go on, even in the mist. Sometimes we have to go on. You know, um, I was reading a little bit from my book, I'm Covered, and I'm Covered tells a story about some of the things that I went through, difficulties. And as I was just perusing it again, I said, Lord, I thank you for how you brought me through this, how you did this, and how you are still working your perfect work, your complete work. You see, that's what God's love will do. Even going through difficult things, he will work these things in our lives. And I can look back on some of the experiences I've had. Hallelujah. And how God has worked his patience, his endurance. Because then you'll begin to believe God, you'll hope in him, and you will endure all things. Hallelujah. When he changed your view of things, come on. And sometimes he has to do that. Sometimes God has to allow certain things to even get our attention, but they will when we submit to God and you'll turn the corner. Glory to God won't go back the other way. You'll keep on going in Jesus. And then God's love is kind. This is love in action. Doesn't just brass out, doesn't just tell people off, you know. <laughs> you're in the store and doing something and, and you know, and you get agitated and you just tell people off. No, God's love does not act rashly or insolently. It's not inconsistent. Come on. Some people are on roller coasters. You know, it may be your best friend right now, 10 minutes down the road. They're not speaking. (laughs) That's not God's love. That's not kindness. Okay. God's love is not puffed up or proud. Pride will really knock you off, knock you out. We got to get rid of all pride. Okay, and then number three, God's love is generous, generosity. This is love in competition. In other words, it's not jealous and it's not envious. So the competition in God is much different from the competition in the world. Because when you look from the world's way, you got to make sure you got everything going on. Well, God's way may not be. Hallelujah, but he will still help you. You have to understand that God will help you, okay? Glory to God, okay? So generosity is very, very important. And then 
Uh, this is all taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I probably should have read that. Let me just go there. 1 Corinthians 13. We're talking about abiding in, in God's love now. You've got to have this scripture. This is one of these scriptures. you got to have it in your spirit. You have to understand that God will work this stuff in you so that you can walk in it. Okay. So let me go to verse 1. Back up just one moment. 1 Corinthians 13. 1. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity. I'm becoming a sounding brass or tinkling cymbal. We never want to be guilty of just making a bunch of noise and rattling because it will get irritating after a while. Okay. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity, I'm nothing. This is Paul talking. And we're nothing without the love of God. God's love worked in us because we won't know how to handle people. We'll handle it wrong. We'll do this. We'll do that. And then God's not getting the glory. We got to be careful. Okay. All right. So I'm going to stop there. Keep going. Generous, love and competition, not envious or jealousy. And then humility. Okay. Humility, love and hiding, parades, uh, no parades, rather. No heirs, okay? Works and then retires. How many of us can do that? How many of us can really reach out and say, oh, the Lord told me to do this and that, and you're not telling people about it. You're doing it and you keep moving, okay? That's the kind of heart we got to have, okay? Really and truthfully, humble. No matter where God puts you, where he takes you, where he takes you, oh my, we must remain humble. Glory to God. Not trying to make a scene or you know, make sure that people know your name, for example. Come on. Do they know that you love Jesus? Come on here. It's not about making a name. Amen. The name is Jesus. Oh, my. God, help us, you know, praying to the Father. So we have to be careful of this, okay? All right. Humility. Stay humble. Then number five, courtesy. This is love in society, okay? We must not act bad again. Don't, don't behave unseemly. Be careful how you talk to the clerk when you're talking to somebody on the phone and maybe they're trying to help you, but you're irritated. Be careful that you're courteous. Be careful that you say a kind word. Thank you. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for your assistance. Even when you're rubbed the wrong way, okay? You may be rubbed the wrong way, but wait a minute. Back up and say, Lord, help me. I've had to do that. There have been times when, you know, I've been on the phone maybe with someone trying to take care of business or whatever, and I didn't want to talk to them. So I was short with them. You know how you, you've done that. I'm sure you have. Maybe you haven't. <laughs> but we have to be short with people. Man, we to be kind. All right? Be careful. All right? To be polite. All right? Don't get rude or discourteous. Okay? Be okay with all people, all types of people, no matter who they are. Don't make difference. Okay. All right. Then number six, unselfish. This is love in essence. Never selfish. Okay. Now be careful. We're not pointing that finger at us. Come on. Oh, they got to see me. They don't understand me. Come on here. Okay. You're putting self on a pedestal, worshiping self. We're not to do it. Got to be unselfish. And you know, the spirit of rejection brings that in. Self-pity. Okay, we don't want self-pity. Get rid of that self-pity. Get rid of that feeling sorry for yourself. No matter what, what we've gone through. Come on now. 
Don't feel sorry. Don't look for people to stroke you. Okay. Oh my, we must be unselfish. Okay. We must not be selfish. We must not be sour or bitter. Okay. We seek only the good of others, even those who have done you wrong. As I was saying about my book, I'm covered. People, people in my past have done me wrong. Come on. I was done wrong by people. And I, I could not get bitter about it. You know, you have to turn the corner, beloved. You want God's love in you. So some things will come to test you. Some things will come to make you. Trials do come to make you. Yeah, these hard times. And what I mean is dealing with people, dealing with difficulties. Oh, my. Okay. We have to be careful. Unselfish. Uh, we seek only the good of others. We do not retaliate or seek revenge. You know that get even thing? <laughs> Don't seek revenge. Don't wait. I, I knew it was going to happen. I knew this. I knew that. No, 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 no. Don't have that attitude when you hear about what happened to Boo Boo or Bebe or Meme. Say, oh, my Lord, touch Boo Boo. Lord, be with Meme. Father, you know what to do. Lord, we give them into your hands. Come on. Amen. Let God's love work through you. Glory to God. Don't throw a, don't throw a stone and hide your hand, all that. <laughs> okay. We want the love of God to be in us. Glory to God. And then we must have a good temper. Okay. Don't get irritated. Oh, my. And we have to work on this. Come on. Getting irritated, frustrated, agitated. All this stuff. We want the love of God to work down in us, okay? All this is in 1 Corinthians 13, y'all. We got to walk this word now. Jesus, listen, Jesus wants you to walk it. He wants me to walk this. Amen. He wants you to get in that place. Some of you on here listening, you may be going through some really tough stuff. And you're having trouble forgiving. You're having trouble loving. You're having trouble being kind. And you won't be generous. You said, no, I'm not going to walk that. The Lord is pricking you today, pricking you to take a look. Wait a minute. I can't keep being unkind. I can't keep striking. Come on. After a while, people may not even want to be around you because you're so negative. You're talking this, talking that. Come on. We got to talk what Jesus says. Okay. Even when people don't do you right, I'm telling you again, you don't have to act like the next person. You don't have to strike. You turn the corner. And let me let me say this. Sometimes you're tempted or I've been tempted to defend myself. And then the Lord will say, don't you say a word. What? What do you mean? Don't say a word. Why can't I not say a word? How come this? How come that? You know, then you get to fussing at yourself. All right. And the Lord will say, Shh, be quiet. Let me handle it. <laughs> well, when we let God handle it, he will do it. He knows what to do, beloved, okay? So we must have a good temper. Don't get irritated. Don't be resentful. And please don't allow bitterness to settle in your heart, okay? And then number eight, righteousness. This is love and conduct. This tells us how we're supposed to act. Number one, we have a hatred for sin, all right? We must hate what God hates Say, oh, no, I don't want that bad attitude. I'm not going to keep having that bad behavior. Come on, turn the corner. Say, wait a minute. Let me wait. Let me let me get this out of my life. All right. 
You must hate sin, never glad when others uh, do wrong or go wrong, when they go wrong. You understand? In other words, when you see someone shipwrecked, you're not happy about the little ship being on the, on the, <laughs> on the island. You want the Lord to rescue. We pray. Pray for everyone. Okay? You're not glad about when you see tragedy happens to someone. You see, you know, and, and maybe the Lord may alert you, uh, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. But we can still pray. But if God allows it, we pray mercy. But for the grace of God, there go I. Okay? Never get lifted up in pride again. Always gladdened by the good of others. Come on. When you see others getting blessed and all this stuff, you may be waiting on the very thing you see someone else get. Well, still wait. Rejoice with them that rejoice. Weep with them that weep. Okay? Don't take it in a negative way. Hallelujah. Okay? Always slow to expose. Now, sometimes you may have to expose things. But you do it only under the direction of God. And you keep a pure heart about it. You keep humble about it. Okay? Always eager to believe the best. Always hopeful and always enduring. Okay? So, these qualities, beloved, we have to have in our lives. We must walk in God's love. We must let God go all the way down in us. We want the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. I'm going to read that scripture in a minute, but we must let God's fruit really, really, really come on out in our lives, okay? And then sincerity. This is number nine. This is this is God's love in a professional manner. Do you know we can we can perfect those things in our lives? God will do it. Walking in profession is meaning you've mastered it and you are mastering it, and God is continuing helping you every day, and He will do it. Okay? It's not boastful. You're not conceited. Okay? Not conceited. Not looking for the accolades. Nor are you being an accolade to yourself. <laughs> Come on. Amen. Not conceited. Not a hypocrite. Not saying one thing and doing another. God's love doesn't do that. We're not hypocrites. We're not to be a hypocrite. We're not to be a Pharisee. Come on. Sad you see. <laughs> no. Not, you know, wearing these big banners where people can see us. No. Who needs to be seen is Jesus. Jesus needs to be displayed in our lives. And some things happen so that Jesus can be displayed in our lives. Because you got to be crucified. I have to be crucified. In other words, the flesh is what I'm talking about. Mortify the deeds of the flesh. Okay? That means put it to death. Now, we want these things to walk in our lives. All of these can walk in our lives without limit. Okay? No limit to this. So, again, being sincere or sincerity, love and profession, not boastful, not conceited, and definitely not a hypocrite. Always honest. We must walk in integrity and honesty and truth. Leaves no impression, but what is strictly true? You don't open up the word, open up the, the can of worms of doubt, unbelief. No, no, no. Walk in the truth of God's word. Thank you, Father, for your presence. 
Walk in the truth of God's word, beloved. You want to abide in the love of God. We're going to walk in his love. That that's true, okay, let that be your portion. When you find things are not true, put it down. Put it down. And when you hear things, and the Lord, where's your word on this? What are you saying? Maybe you got to wait for it. Wait for it. Don't be in a hurry to just share things to share when you've not worked things out. Okay, when when that thing has not been worked in you, in other words, if you're coming out and learning how to love, but you're still bitter, maybe you shouldn't tell your testimony just yet. Wait and let the Lord perfect that in you. There's some things that I shared now I can share about now that 10 years ago, you know, I couldn't share. Okay, but when he walks you through, he perfects you. He completes you. He makes you whole. And I thank God for that. Okay, so again, love and sincerity is not boastful, not conceited, not a hypocrite, always honest, leaves no impression, but what is strictly true, never self-assertive, okay, does not blaze out in passionate anger. You know, you get to a point, you get back in the corner, but then you just tell everybody off, okay, But God's love will temper you and say, no, don't do it that way. Hallelujah. There's a way to release things and give over things without blasting out in anger, striking in anger. Okay. Nor do you brought over wrongs. In other words, you were done wrong and you're still replaying it, replaying it, replaying it. No, 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 no. We have to let God have that area. And things will happen that will try to plague you. But beloved, you don't have to succumb to that. All right. We talk about being sincere. All right. Um, always just and joyful and truthful. Knows how to be silent. Do you know how to be quiet? Can you really cast that care on the Lord because he cares for you and be quiet about it? Not say anything about it. Or when you get in your time with God, then you visit with him about it. Can you take it to the altar and leave it there? There's some things, beloved, we must take to the altar and leave it on the altar. Not telling boo-boo, not telling may-may or me-me or momo. <laughs> okay? Because they may each have different opinions of what you're going through. So, beloved, if they don't handle it right, you could come out more confused. So be mindful. Even when you're going through things and God is teaching you how to walk it out, you got to walk it out with God. You got to be comfortable with telling God and maybe no one else. Sometimes we have a problem with that. Come on now. Because we want to hear, hear, hear. But who we need to hear is God. Hallelujah. You know, beloved, I'm, I am really convinced that the Lord really will. Hallelujah. Perfect those things that concern you. Even again, when you go through hard times, whether it's in family, whether it's friends, whether it's ministry, okay? I remember not long ago, I went through a very difficult time relationship-wise with people. And I won't speak anything about it, but I'll tell you this, it was very, very difficult. And I knew, I said, Lord, you got to help me, give me wisdom, how to handle and how to walk through this. And God will do it. He will give you the peace that you need. And he'll give you the help that you need. Okay, so if you're dealing with a situation right now and you can't really say what it is, you can't really articulate it. In other words, maybe it's not for you to share. 
but you can share it with God. And beloved, God understands and he knows. If your love walk now, learning to abide in love is, is, is you're having trouble. Maybe God has brought this up for a reason then. Because maybe what's happening in your life is he's trying to work some things in you and out of you. Okay? If you have anger and all this, he needs to work peace in you. Okay? So you have to let him work those things in you. Hallelujah. Okay? Because God will help you, beloved. God, I'm telling you, I'm a witness. He will help. Hallelujah. He will so set your face as a flint. That even though the darts and all are hitting you, glory to God, you won't bleed out either. God will right right away come and help you. Right away bring healing in that area. Because you're constantly submitting everything over to God. And this is what we want to, the message we want to get over to you today. Abide, let love abide. Let God abide. Let God do what only he can do in your life. We have to get to a place where we fully trust God. Fully, because when you fully trust God, you'll stop fighting when things don't go right. You'll stop fighting. You say, oh, well, Lord, you got it. Now, Lord, you show me for something I need to do. Come on. He will. But stop fighting. We're fighting God's word. Don't fight his word. I just want to encourage you today. Beloved, somebody needs to know God's with you. Somebody needs to know right now that you are not by yourself. Jesus is with you and he will help you. But beloved, we got to come God's way. We can't do this thing our own way. Hallelujah. I'm admonishing you today to abide in the love of God. Let God's word dwell in you richly. Allow God to work his perfect work in you. And in this then you'll reap the benefits of God. There are many benefits to serving the Lord. We do know that. But we want to be rich in this. And in the promises of God is what I'm talking about. Oh, my, because every promise in God's word will come to pass. Everything he has said about you as you continue on to follow the Lord, God will do it for you. God is faithful. And I thank God for that today. I thank God for his faithfulness that even in our own weaknesses, even in our shortcomings, God helps us. Come on. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you, beloved, to roll everything over on God. Hallelujah. Everything, give everything over to the Lord. He will help you because, again, he's a present help. Father, I just thank you now for everyone that's on. I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, Father, so that, Lord, you help us to speak to us every day. Thank you, Lord, that you're giving us how to abide in you, how to abide in your love. I thank you for your men's service and maid service. I thank you, Lord, that you're teaching them how to walk out their salvation. I thank you for the peace that you're giving to each and every one. Father, even in the difficulties, even in the hurts and the pain, give them to draw on your word and to draw, hallelujah, on the even the fruit of the spirit. To learn what it means to really love you, Father. Hallelujah. And walk in a divine manner because God, you made a way through Jesus Christ, through us repenting, through us constantly repenting and coming back to you again and asking you to cleanse these areas. So I ask you, Father, to minister to each and every one, continue to strengthen them and keep them. Father God, we thank you. We bind every edict of the enemy. Now we bind, oh God, everything that's coming at the minds of the people right now. And Father, I pray strength. I pray God wholeness and I pray health for them now. 
Hallelujah. Minister, Father God, even now on this line, everyone that's on here, those that may listen later, Father, minister to each and every in the name of Jesus, keep us encouraged and stirred, O oh God. Stir us up again. Revive us again in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for revival. I thank you for true repentance. I thank you that we are turning the corner. Glory to God, because we know we cannot go straight crooked. So get all crookery out of us in Jesus' name. Help us, O oh God, to be the head and not the tail again. Help us, Lord, to understand that your word is right, is true all by itself. So we thank you for it. I praise you, Lord. I give you glory now. I magnify your name. I pray healing for your people. I pray healing for your maid servants and man servants now. Each and every one. I thank you for the healing of God. Thank you for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Let your perfect, complete, and whole will be done, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you now. And we give you praise, glory, and honor for it all. In Jesus' mighty, wonderful name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you, Brother Shannon. Love great, you so much. Great teaching today with Dr. Deborah Vells. Sister Vells, tell us about the book that you wrote, how people can order a copy, and uh, also okay. how they can find your website and support your ministry. Okay. Well, the book I referenced today is entitled, I'm Covered. And Brother Shannon, it it tells there's some things I went through, uh, through life. My first husband passed away and we had some difficulties and some of the spirits that followed us, one main one, Brother Shannon, was a spirit of witchcraft. And we didn't understand it. We didn't understand how to fight it. But God helped us. He brought us through. And then other things we went through even after he died. There were spirits that were following my family, Brother Shannon, following the women in the family, warlock spirits and people that would take advantage of our precious, my precious relatives. And so when my husband died, those spirits came after me. And so the Lord taught me through going through some of the devastating things I I went through that I was covered and, and God will keep you. And so I wrote about these things and, and, and some of it was very, very, very precious and very, very personal. But sometimes you got to know, even when you, you go through hard things or people misuse you and, and all these things, you go through abuse and you go through these things, God will help you. So what he spoke to me when, you know, I went through divorce even, and, and I said, Lord, why? I don't understand this. I'm your child. I love you. I'm serving you. I'm doing what you want me to do. Why is this happening? And he told me, he said, Deb, it's because the enemy had an edict to, to take you out. But he told me, he said, but you're covered. And God uh, just showed me his love through that. And so the book is entitled, I'm Covered. And if anyone would like a copy of that book, you can go to Amazon.com. It's on Amazon. And it's also, I believe it's on our website. If you go to setfreeoutreachministries.org. And if it's not there, please just go to Amazon. It is there. It will bless you. It is a very, very open accounting of some of the things that I have gone through, even in ministry. And and when we went through ridicule, Brother Shannon, we went through being talked about, we being persecuted because of, of, of being married. And I was married and 
the marriage didn't work and, and I got divorced and, and people talked about me and it was a hurtful time. But yet I'm healed and whole because I know who I am in God and God will put your life back together. And so I encourage if anyone would like that book, go to Amazon.com. It is called I'm covered and it will bless you it will minister to you some there may be somebody right now that has gone through a very broken time and this is why we have to let love abide in our hearts no matter what we go through and i thank god for it i thank god for his love even when people are mean to you jesus will help you jesus will be that friend so setfreeoutreachministries.org go to my website there and you can find out more about it and if you'd like to email us if you you may need prayer you can you can email us at setfreeblackwell at gmail.com we'll pray with you and we also do one-on-one prayer ministry we have teams we do it by teams praise god i don't minister by myself because that's not wise praise god but if you want prayer you can you can uh, even call us at 479-567-3043 we'll be glad to pray with you minister to you set up a time to pray with you if necessary but beloved you can be healed and whole i'll say one last thing the spirit of warlock that warlock spirit comes after uh women that, that, that want to serve God. And that spirit came after me like it came after members of my family. But we're healed today, whole today, brought back into uh, a fellowship with God and able to minister because we're covered. And I want to say that to you. You're covered in Jesus' name. God bless. Amen. Great word today. Uh, Sister Vales, thank you for coming on. We love you. And we'll see you next time. Yes, sir. God bless you, Brother Shannon. Love you much. That was a great teaching today. All three of those. Did you enjoy today? We had King Ren Ritchie. We had Sabrina Sessions and Deborah Vells. And um, I will get those three up along with the two we did last night. I didn't get those done, unfortunately, in time to post them. And I'll get them uploaded for you today. All right. Welcome back, and folks, uh, remember my website. If you've got any questions about where we post audios or how to listen or any other Omega Man news, get it first right there, omegamanradio.com. We're going to do um, four shows tomorrow, four on Thursday, and we've got three for Friday, so plenty of broadcast coming up. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in. If you'd like to support this work, OmegaManRadio.com. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in.